We are live. Yeah, we got the timer. Chris, we live. Rossi, we uh, live. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to Pin the Gas Podcast, where we cater to your motorcycle racing needs and desires. As always, once again, I am the GOAT Cool Jewels, and I am here with Chris, the whole effing show, Simcoe. And looky, look what we have over here. My man, the future GOAT. <laughs> Facts. The future is nigh. What's up? What's up, we guys? Thank you for having me on. Word. It is great to have you on. And with the official PTG nickname, bro, and I came up with this probably like 15 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't look at me like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm dying. My man. Damn, I don't even know if I want to say it anymore. But uh, it, it was based on watching your previous races. I, I call my man Ray Gun Rossi Moore. And let, let me explain. Let me explain. Ray Gun. Let me explain. Hyper focus is legit what I felt about how you ride, right? And 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 I'm here thinking, I'm like, shoot, man, hyper focus, laser focus. It's like a weapon. A ray gun. The ray gun is the most powerful, powerful gun in Call of Duty friggin' zombies. Hell yeah. I was like, hell yeah. You know what? Yeah, ray gun Rossi Moore. Shoot. Let's let's bring that, let's bring that to fruition. So you here we more, go. You put more thought into it than I expected. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I always talk with my dad about um, focus. So I don't. I just like. I guess it comes to the TV or something. But you, you taking out a uh, ray gun, Rossi ray gun, Rossi Morris for laser focus is kind of funny because my dad's always like, you know, we're we're really big on on uh, on focusing and you know being prepared for the race and stuff. That's right. Yeah, just getting yourself like mentally, just mentally intact, yeah. mentally ready yeah. to freaking destroy. That's right. Big shout out to your dad, Steve, man, for for, for making all this happen, man. So big shout out shout to Steve. Out Steve. I, I know Steve's watching, so absolutely, my man. Shout out, shout out, Rossi pops. So, yo, like, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, man. For for, for for all of our guests, I mean, so some of it does require a little thought, but most of it comes naturally, and it just makes sense. And um. I love every nickname. The the only person that I did not give a nickname to was uh was one of our older um guests. He he, he goes by Track Stars. Uh, he's he's, he's a famous um not Jose famous. German. What's up? Jose yeah, Jose. German. Yeah, yeah, Jose German. He's a um he's a Dainese ambassador here in in New York. And I didn't want to give him a nickname because his nickname was his brand. So I was like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, man, I, I love it. And I can I can definitely see like a, a little ray gun sticker at like the corner of your little RC fifty uh, RC uh three ninety. Yep. Oh, I was gonna say RC fifty one because I was thinking about Chris's bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So 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 speaking of that, Rossi, uh, you're the only AGV Dionysi true backed by the manufacturer, correct? Yeah. So uh, when I was twelve years old, uh, I won the uh, the European Ovale Championship, and that's when I got the that's when I got the the sponsorship from Dainese because um, in the first race, I had a problem with my bike. I think my needle in the carburetor like fell in because the clip failed. And then in the second race, I like I like saw red. I was just like prepared to like go full balls out just to like win the race. And I think I gave them like six seconds and like three laps. because <laughs> I did I did a from a standing start. I was only one second slower than my lap record. Um, and then people saw that and they were like wow, who is this kid? Like, where does he come from? You know, I'm not Italian. And it's like, 
it's weird for a non-Italian to like <laughs> leave everybody by six seconds in like three laps, you know. So then Who's Dionysus the big, like, uh, American, uh, yeah. what the uh, crazy American, yeah, yeah. Who is oh, this? Who is this? Who, who, who's a, who's a this? <laughs> <laughs> Mama mia. So anyway, after that, I became like really one of the only like fully factory Dionysian riders that's like a teenager, and I was able to go into the factory. I even went to like that secret room that they have, you know, where all the suits are at from like the when they first vault. started, all the Valentino Rossi. Yeah. And I was also um like a test rider for like from between like 170 and 172 centimeters for a uh, Dionysian kid suits. Wow. That is mega. Did, did you did you have to model the suits? Did they put you in like a like a photo shoot studio? I wasn't was like I wasn't that uh charismatic yet. <laughs> I was I was just oh. like the I just put it on and they just look at me. And just stare. I mean, you're charismatic now, so you know if if they want to book you for a photo shoot, man, that'd be that that would be yeah. sick. Yes, it would. That that'd be so sick. Um, you 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 were uh, we we were talking about the uh, the North American Talent Cup earlier, man. What what was what was that experience like? I know you, you guys were racing back in 2022. Yeah. Well, so I raced in the in the Northern Talent Cup, so it's a it's a Talent Cup in Europe. So it's oh, the northern. Yeah, yeah, it's it's different from the North American because we rode different bikes. So there we rode a rode a KTM RC250, or mm. actually it's a RC4R. That's the name of it, but it's a 250 engine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it's basically like a, a Moto3 bike, um, just pre Moto3, you know. But it's, it's KTM. Uh, so it's like you know Honda has their NSF250R, and yeah. this, this is KTM's Honda Honda NSF250R, and uh, I mean they went quick. Uh, we were like. We were faster than World SSP 300 a lot at many tracks, and uh, so we. Mm. So the, Nor- the Northern Town Cup was like, it was like a feeder to to Red Bull Rookies Cup. You know, if you win the championship, then you should go to Red Bull Rookies Cup. You know that that's what that was in the, in the you know fine print of the of the championship. So it's like, everybody who was in that championship was absolutely gunning for it. You know, like we had four races. Uh, uh... hey, Team Miller. So anyway, we had we had four races uh, alongside uh, um, MotoGP, one alongside World Superbike, and then two alongside the German Championship. And uh, it was like the intensity was like if you were in MotoGP, you know, it's like four races against MotoGP, you, and then when they pit you up, uh, you have to like you have we, we have a tent, and then when we before we go to race, they would bring us to like the the pit lane, and then we'd grid up in front of the MotoGP boxes. So it's like. The guy would open up the garage door and then it'd be like the KTM motorcycle right there. You know, I just, I could just like, I'm just like five feet from it and just looking at it. And sometimes they'd even take it out and then start revving it. Um, so you which, had- is, which is kind of a jerk because it's like I'm getting into the zone and then they'll like bring out the bike and revs yeah. and I can't even hear yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super exciting times, right? I mean, just, just to be there in the atmosphere, I couldn't imagine it. And so is, is the pressure. From that era versus racing in Moto America, how does that compare pressure-wise? Well, I mean, like, when you arrive at, like, at a MotoGP venue, I mean, just, like, you know, it's just generally more pressure. I mean, it's, like, it's MotoGP. You know, there's, like, all the huge teams, all the top riders watched on TV, you know. And it's just, like, especially riding alongside MotoGP, it's, like, that intensity, you know. It's just, you know, it's, it's different than Moto America. I mean... It's like it, it. It's like the, uh, it's like the subconscious effort to impress. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, 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 if you if, if if you're walking down pit lane and you fist bump Jack Miller, you're thinking, 
damn, I don't want to fail Jack Miller in this race. Oh, I, really? I actually did. I did fist bump Jack Miller. There you go. See, <laughs> Miller, so, my dude, too. I, 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 I could imagine. I could imagine. Uh, you know, I'm not you behind the helmet, but I'll be like, all right, well, well, Jack well, Miller, you know, bless you me. Imagine you can imagine at the Le at in a Le Mans, we had a, we had a race at the Le Mans alongside MotoGP, and it's like in the stands there was what 250,000 people to watch MotoGP, and like 170,000 uh, stayed and watched us. So it's like when I gridded up and I looked to my <laughs> left. It's just like a full stadium of just people. And a just sea like, of people. You're like, damn, hey, shit, right? Like, as long as I can see, it's just rows and rows of people. I, I actually, I actually like that because that just shows you, outside of America, that the the MotoGP the the MotoGP fans versus like the actual race fans, right? When when Moto America was in was in um, Coda uh, in 2022, I realized that after GP, three quarters of the crowd left. And I'm just like, dang, bro, like, you're about to see some crazy racing and y'all just leaving. So the fact that they stayed 100, what'd you say, 170,000 yeah, people? 100, yeah. The fact that they stayed to watch you guys perform, that 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 to me is everything, regardless of, of what your position was, regardless of how your race went. The fact that you got to do that and experience that in front of that many people is insane. Yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I couldn't imagine the pressure either, right? Because you, you know, every the whole world watching, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> right? The whole world, you know. And it's right. funny because I won, I won that race at Le Mans. You know, I was like, I was like thinking subconsciously to my to myself, like, damn, I gotta impress some people here today, like one hundred and seventy thousand, and then I won it in like in like a really cool like last lap battle. It was like I, I gotta, I gotta watch it. type stuff. Is that on YouTube somewhere in HD? I don't yeah, want to rip off like some sort of India. All the Northern Town Cover races on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Because I, I, I don't want to like go to some like Indian channel and they're like, <laughs> they're like <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know what they're saying. Rossi, we missed you at the Ridge. That's from Aiden Sneed. Oh, damn. No. I didn't mi I miss you, Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. We but, were there, we were there, I was there Friday to cheer on some people. But uh, nice. yeah, the Junior Cup didn't race at the Ridge, right? No, no, Junior Cup doesn't. Yeah, yeah. they took out all the, all the West Coast yeah. rounds from Junior Cup to make the class what? cheaper. Yeah, okay, that cost makes sense. Effective, more cost effective. It's not I mean, much. Plus, to... We have to go to like East Coast every round. Right. I mean, still, but, it's still a haul, right? But that means more training for you. I mean, do do you get right. to do you get to do you get to uh practice on your RC three ninety? Or are you allowed to? Yeah, I mean, it's like I can ride. If, if there's a track day, I can go around and ride. You know, it's just like the problem is there's not many parts for this bike. So it's just like I just can't really crash the bike because it's, it's it's you know, it's in yeah. 20. I think it's a 2018 KTM R690R that I have. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's it's, it's so limited on parts because nobody rides anymore. I mean, even right. World Super Sport 300, they switched to, uh, to the new 2022 bikes. Yeah. Yeah, and so speaking of that, you know, Rossi, you racing the only KTM in Junior Cup, so you're you're at a more disadvantage than everybody else because you don't have track data from the previous years or gearing or any of that stuff. So when you guys show up, it's it's uh, start from scratch every race. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean Tyler Scott and I think Alex Dumas they rode the KTM, but they don't they don't even have data from from when they were riding anymore. Right. I mean, we so asked them, and they're just like. <laughs> We don't, but it's like oh. finding everything, finding everything like 
new and like you have to like figure out the gearing and especially with only like one practice session that we have it's just yeah. one practice and the next as next is qualifying you know so yeah. it's like i have to figure out the gearing i have to figure out the track the lines the braking markers if the bike is good if the gearing is good all in like one or two sessions you know i mean a lot of times i use like both qualifying as like practice and then in the race we're just like hopefully it'll be good you know I mean, I rode America. I was pretty lucky because it was a pretty similar track to a track I rode in a, in Hungary. So I kind of felt at home almost, and it, and I got like in tune really quickly, and we were able to find the gearing pretty fast. We had to change it actually on grid, uh, or on the on the pit lane, uh, and it was kind of messed up because I was watching Dad like, you know, stress out and just like do it quickly, and he like cut his hand on the sprocket or something and poked. Oh, he just like starts screaming, and then the guys, <laughs> the technical director is looking like. You okay? You want a bandaid? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. You know, I've been on that hot pit side, stressful changing sprockets on that. So it is. It adds an extra level of stress to it because time is ticking, right? And you only get so much in the, in the session to get out there and, and, and make it happen. So, yeah, it's, it's it's super exciting. So Rossi, man, on top of all that, what actually got you into motorcycles? So I mean, like, it was really my dad who got me into into motorcycle racing. I mean, like. I was like, as long as I can remember, I was literally on bikes and surrounded on bikes. I mean, like, there's like a really old website. Uh, this is Hungarian website where you could like post videos, and it's like you can see me as like a toddler with still a diaper on, and he'd like <laughs> he'd like put me on his like GSXR 750 back then, and I like when he took me off, I'd start crying, and so and then when he finally started doing track days, uh, he would always bring me out, and I would like hand him his tire pressure gauge or like help him try to put on the tire warmer, uh, which I couldn't because I was like, my iron was like this, you know, but, yeah, yeah. and then, and then my grandpa got me my first, like, like mini, like pocket bike, you know, and I started riding that around, around the house. And I was like, even back then I was like backing it into like the sidewalk and stuff, you know? Yeah. And, then, and then I first, and then I got my first, like my road bike. Um, it was a KO 125. And then from there is really the rest is history. You know, I started wow. on motocross first, but, I got last, and I was like, "Man, screw this!" I was like, yeah. "Road racing." <laughs> how, how how old are you now? I'm 15. Yo, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this man is 15 years old. Still has not not even this man. This little dude is 15 years old, and he still he still hasn't even scratched the surface. Ride to death. Ride to death is asking what your. It's a loaded question, man. So, favorite track, favorite American track, favorite bike ridden, your dream bike, and your fastest top speed ever. We were talking about your top speed. Yeah. So I got, I mean, I've been to like 65 tracks around the world. So, I mean, only 65. Track, it's like, you know, but I say it's definitely got to be Assen, you know, TT Circuit Assen. It's just like, it's a, iconic, you know, it's the Cathedral of Speed. Facts. I mean, like, what more do you want? It's MotoGP track, you know, it's just, it's one of the best. It is. Um, favorite American track. I don't know. I haven't been to all of the Moto America rounds yet. But uh, it's got to be either the the Ridge or or Road America. The Ridge is so fire. Yeah, the I was, ridge I was is just fire. I was riding there on a uh, on Monday. The guy offered so me his, his Kawasaki Ninja four hundred, and I tried that out. And man, that thing is. You like it? Else Turn three ninety. I mean, it's a it's a different it's a different bike, you know, different characteristics and stuff. So it's like it really depends what kind of track you're at, you know. All right. Well, anyway, it's a parallel twin versus a single. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, yeah. it feels definitely a lot smoother because of that twin. You know, just like 
the gas, uh, the the reaction of the gas, you know, it's 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 different, you know, it just kind of like pulls you out of a corner instead of just like a grunt, you know. Dumping, right? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gotta be Moto Three. Moto Three is like it's top tier. I mean, like that bike is just like there's nothing on it that you know you'd think like on, on a normal bike. So like. The foot pegs, you know, are usually like when you sit on a bike, they're usually like straight down almost, maybe a little bit back. I mean, like yeah. the both three, your foot pegs like back here, you know, and your your knees are like extended almost completely. And then you're 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 sitting on the rear and you're like almost falling forward. But yeah. then like <laughs> once you're riding the bike, then it's then it feels completely comfortable. But like stationary, that bike is the most uncomfortable bike you'll ever sit on. Interesting. Like, the frame, it's a it's a trellis frame, but it's still almost stiffer than anything I've ever rode. Um, and also the way the, the the forks and the suspension push the tire into the ground. I mean, there's like unimaginable amount of grip, you know, especially with those Dunlop Moto 3s. I mean, it's just like, it's it's, incred it's incredible. So that's uh, that's why those Moto 3 boys are able to push it so hard at like, yeah. every race. I, I won't yeah. lie. I've, I've been slacking watching Moto 3. I've been watching a lot of Moto 2 recently. You know, got to support the homie Sean Dillon Kelly, but uh, yeah, that's that's its yeah. own subject. And uh, fastest speed ever, man. We got dream bike before it too. Um, yeah, dream bike. I would. I, I thought that was your dream bike. Oh shoot! No, no. No, Moto, no, I already rode Moto Three. <laughs> like ridden Moto Three, but dream bike. I mean, it's got to be the GP Twenty Three Ducati from Moto GP. I mean, just like looking oh. at that bike, looking at that bike is just like it's incredible. You know, like they're able to like. They turn better than any bike almost there. They have like one of the fastest motors, maybe beside KTM by like a few kilometers or something. Yep. And then they have like the most satellite teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they have the most data for sure. I respect yeah. that. I'm pretty sure it's a wonderful functioning bike, as, as you can clearly see. But that bike, I'm sorry, that bike is ugly as all hell. That's like the ugliest bike on the grid, in my opinion, bro. The Aprilias are the sex machines. Oh yeah, the Aprilia, those Aprilias. That, that front wing, the way it's like curved, is that's not beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like if they if they release that like 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 limited kind of like what KTM did with, with the with the um the RCs, if they did like a like yeah 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 if if they did an and uh, a GP V wait what are they called RSGP V four yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. if they put one of those out limited. Like Desmo Sedici, you kind of did with like the four, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's basically the super the super bike that they're that they're using right now. Yeah, that's that'd be that'd be nasty, bro. But yeah, that 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 Ducati bike, man. And we'll 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 talk about did did you before we go on the next question, did you watch GP? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, all right. So I watched Moto GP yesterday, uh the sprint and the main. I, I haven't got to the to Moto Two and Moto Three yet, but I heard there were good races. There were. There right, were. Right, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about it later, Chris. You, you can you can label this ass in review too. That's right. Um, so 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 your dream bike is the GP Twenty Three Ducati. Yeah. I'm pretty, yeah, it's sick. It's a sick performing bike, and that thing just looks unbeatable. I mean, I was like, I saw it up close because I I'm good friends with the with the Pramac Ducati manager who used to be, but he's yeah. still now. But uh. At Le Mans and at, at at those few rounds that we were at MotoGP, they like they like come inside, you know, come into the box, and he's like and he's like showing me the stuff on the bike, and it's just like there's so much work, so much research into the bike. It's just like it's incredible. He's like yeah. the brake pads are like a grand each. Did you did you get to straddle it? 
No, I can start it Ah, dude, that would have been such a sick I experience. I, I asked him like like three times, like, please let me sit on this bike. Yeah, and he's like, you'll sit on one day anyway. I mean, oh, facts. Yes. Facts. I, I, I sat on, I sat on, uh, I, I don't know, if, uh, you probably don't know him. I, I sat on Josh Gerardo's Stock 1000 Ninja ZX10. And Josh is like six, like six three or whatever, and, and and I'm six feet tall. I got on his bike and I'm like, <gasps> I'm on a race bike, oh, yuck. you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> it felt, I felt so cool on that thing. So imagine if they let you freaking straddle a GP twenty three. Yeah, the, the dream, like the dream. I I almost straddled um. Uh, Alicia Spar, uh, Alicia Spargo's um, Aprilia when he crashed out at Coda in 2021. Oh, really? Uh, we were, yeah. So I, I, I work, I, I work as a track marshal, and we were wheeling his bike out, and then it was off camera. The the moto taxi didn't come in yet to pick up the bike, and the bike was just leaning against um, the, the, the fence that we have here, and and we were just kind of holding on, holding on to it so it doesn't like fall over, and. Yo, I kid you not. I was like, I'd have straddled it. I'd have straight jumped on that bad boy. No, I should, but I was so I scared. I would have been I scared. So... Kick me out. That's cool. I straddled the uh, Alicia's uh, Aprilia, right? But why don't you took a selfie? C- correct me if I'm wrong, Ross. When, when when you look at these GP bikes on TV, they look huge. But then when you see them they're in person, of, they're kind of yeah, they're not that. They're, not they're that kind big. of small. They're like they're a little bit bigger than a six hundred, maybe. I mean, they're tiny. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but I saw a photo. Of, I think uh, either MotoGP put it out or KTM IO did. It looked like the Moto Three bike had a ride height device, also. It did. I seen that. Oh, yes. I didn't see it. Yes, I wonder. It was like the the rear like like fender was like on the tire almost. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Picture. Yeah, I seen it. Dang, yo, what, what, what's Moto Three doing, man? Bring that to Moto Two. Let's, let's, let's yeah. get now. Nah, Moto Two is like they hardly have any electronics, especially in the Chev bike, the the the, the Spanish Championship bike. They're really low on electronics, you know. Because I'm good yeah. friends with uh, with Max Toth. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, Max. Yeah, and he, yeah. he's he's just, he told me that that the bikes are like they don't even have like wheelie control or anything. It's just like pure pure power. Yeah. Which which league is that? The See, Spanish Championship Moto yeah. Two, the the Chev, it's called Junior GP now. Yeah, yeah, Junior GP. There's there's one guy that I watch on it, you know, because I got I got to rep I got to rep my nationality. Um, McKinley, McKinley, McKinley Perez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. Philippines, put him on top. Let's go. I'm like I'm like waiting for him. I'm like, yo, let's 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 give the let's give him a chance at Moto Two. Yo, let's get let's get our first Filipino in there. You know, that'd be that'd be some crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, it's a, they need more ethnic groups instead of just a bunch of Italians and Italian Spanish dudes in Moto Two. It's funny because exactly. I think we were at the the twenty twenty Red Bull Rookies Cup selection, I believe, or the twenty nineteen or twenty twenty, and it's like they they brought in like six Spanish or something, like half of it was Spanish, and then like three, two or three Italians, and the rest was just like whatever they picked out, you know? Yeah, man. Getting old, we we need more representation, bro. I mean, we have Jack Miller, top eight, all within point seven of the seconds crash. Check round was crazy. Oh yeah, that's from Robert Langford too. That's from from the Northern Tongue. We had a lot of times where we had like six riders go across the line in like a tenth of a second. Yeah, 
Why too? Yes. Yeah. And in Red Bull Ring, I believe in 2021, if you are seven tenths off, you are 17th place. (laughs) Yeah. So listen to Red Bull Ring, man. How magical is that place to ride? It's fun to play on video games. Was that the one where they added that stupid looking chicane? After yeah, that big crash. The, yeah. yeah, after the big yeah, crash, yeah. After the big crash, yeah. 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 I was like, I mean, Ooh. Red Bull Ring as like a venue, that pla- that place is like beautiful. It's on a mountain. Yeah. There's the big museum inside. You know, I mean, it's a MotoGP track. I mean, like, and a Formula One track too, you know, what do you expect? You know, it's like top tier. But I don't know, riding it with, with uh, riding with a, like a mini bike, like a 250, the Pre-Moto 3, it's kind of, kind of boring. Because yeah. it's like straight turn, straight, straight turn, straight, yeah. turns, you know, and it's just like our bikes are like maybe the top speed's like 130 or something miles per hour. And we're just, mm. uh, yeah. I mean, with a little GP bike, I'm sure that thing would be like, you know, zooming and it's like hard braking and then, and then hard gassing. Like, what do you want more? But for our bike, I mean, it's, it's definitely a cool track though, but for our bike, it's kind of boring. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So, this next question right here is actually from Hank Miller. Why, why are the Spanish and Italians miles ahead of the Americans? Dang, that's a tough question. I think, uh, and and uh, you you guys can definitely put your piece on this, but um, it's it's definitely the tracks, the culture. I think I I, I think the culture. Fuck the tracks. Oh, sorry. Uh, I I think I think it's the I, I think it's more or less the cultures, boys, because like you know these guys. I mean, some of us grew up on two wheels, but these guys, everybody lives on two wheels. And, and and I just feel like I just feel like you were just if you lived over there, you were just born on two wheels from the jump, whether it is being on a road bike or or a scooter. Um, I think oh, yeah. that's what kind of lays the base for everything. Americans, we love cars. We love trucks. I mean, it's funny because uh, we, we were living in uh, Italy for for a couple of years, I think with one or two. But and like driving home from the track, we see like this like hardcore grandma just riding this scooter and like zoom in too. You know, it's what I'm I, saying. I mean, like my take on on the Spanish and and Italians miles ahead of American is it's like you said too, but it's also like it's not just the the tracks and the culture. It's like their intensity of riding too. You know, it's like everybody there. You know, they have they have the goal to go to MotoGP, and it's like they're gonna pursue it too. I mean, like in Spain, there's like Leopard Team, there's uh, Astrola Galicia Academies. You know, and they bring them all through there, and it's just like their intensity of riding and just wanting to be like a world champion is like is different from Americans, I guess. I mean, like I've I've been with some ridings, I'm just like, oh, we're gonna go out to the track and just have some fun, and you know, not not check the lap times and stuff. I mean, there it's just like they go to school, they come home, they dress up, they go to the track, they ride all day, then they train physically, then they go home and go sleep. That's it, right? Yeah. Also, also their, their training program's different. Uh, we touched on so that much money. It, it, it well that and yeah, it's their whole lifestyle. Just like what you guys said, right? It's it's that's what they dedicate their whole life to is just riding, and that's it. Um, yeah, we, we need uh, here in America a training program like they have over there. We really do. Um, I mean, you know, America is like no like track that's like top tier. I mean, the, I mean, in a way, like. In Spain, we had like five tracks within an hour. I mean, here it's like I have like a I have I have one of my home tracks in Mecklenville, and then after that, it's just like I have to drive up to Ridge maybe, and then maybe I have to drive over to the East Coast, you know, or down to California. But there's just like 
there's like oh we're just gonna have like a sunday activity and just like hop out to the track and stuff you know right right and like if if you were looking like in, in america so so when, when you were saying that like you know these guys like eat sleep and breathe just racing in general even as a recreational activity we get that here but not for motorcycle racing right like the, these kids these kids they they play football um growing up um they, they play basketball growing up like that's that's what the because I, I i grew up in that like i i didn't start getting into motorsports until 2020 so I, I grew up in ball sports. So that same hunger and determination that those guys have for have for uh, for racing, we have here, but it's for something else. And and um, motorcycle racing, I think in America is definitely on a come up because of Moto America, and because that there's more coverage. There's a lot more coverage now of motorsports yeah, yeah. in America. A lot of people are starting to notice. I mean, you're getting viral clips of freaking Josh Heron now. Like it's it's uh it's 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 good, and um, I think uh, we're in. We're about to enter like a renaissance for for the Americans in terms of uh, motorcycle racing. Yeah, it's it's it, it it'll be good. Motor America is definitely doing a, a really good job. Uh, they need to have something like MotoGP has it, where they have a fantasy league, <laughs> right on their app. And listen, be, yeah, Jake Bobier like. But my complaint is too, is, as far as the Moto America app, man, it's like you watch it and you got to wait so many hours for it to even update for you. Is say if you missed a race live, right? You got to wait almost till the next day just to even watch it. Um, where where the Moto GP app, you wait maybe 30, 45 minutes and boom, you can watch it if you missed it, not you know, live. Um, right. But as far uh, as, as the spectators and, and, and the organization, man, it's so much better than it used to be. Um, this yeah, bike coverage is really good. So yeah, it's 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 great to see our sport grow. Um, Be, and, yeah, and I'm not that Chris, but uh, yeah. I was going to add to to your point. And because of COVID, motorcycle activities went up like skyrocketed. Yeah, right. So you're getting a lot more people on bikes, and uh, you're you're getting a lot more people buying Rossi helmets, and they don't even know who that is. And then you explain to them who that is, then they get really interested into the sport. Then they go buy more stuff. And then, and then they start attending events. Then they start attending track days. It's it's slowly, it's slow. Like like I said, we're we're slowly approaching a, a small little renaissance in in American motorcycle racing again, or like 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 re like reliving the past almost. I mean, even even back then, uh, like 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 the Haydens of the day, Ben Spees, and and uh, when we had Americans, and even even then, motorcycle racing wasn't even that crazy in America, right? I, I don't know. I could be wrong. It was pretty popular back in the day because of the uh, of the of the guys we had, Matt Maladden and the Spees and the and the Aaron Yates and you know the Miguel Dumels and it was it was such a battle, but it was a great team atmosphere, right? But then you had those battles where Matt Maladden hated Ben Spees, right? And Spees didn't like like Maladden, so you get that you got that clash and you felt the energy, right? Um, nowadays we don't have that, right? There, there's very few rivalries actually in motorsports. Like it was back in the day where Matt Malad wanted to go up to you, it ripped your head off and shit down your throat and didn't give a shit, right? And it would tell you, right? Now it's not like that. Everybody's, which is good, friends and, and all that. So it's it's just a different time period. Yeah, Rossi, which is what I'm going to tell you, man. When, when when you get on track, I mean, you're, you're friends with all these guys, but what what is when, when the helmet and the visor come down, man? What, oh, what's what's on your mind? You're my. Like, I'm tearing these people apart. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just what Chris said. I mean, like, it were, I mean, they're not enemies. They're like, they're rivals. But like, right. I'd rather, I'd rather win than like be like all lovey dovey with them. You know, I mean, it's like, it's yes, like, it's ruthless. Facts. You know, I mean, like in Europe too, you can be like nice friends off track, but then on track, like, bro, if I if I have to, I'll put a pass on you. You might break your leg or something. You know, I mean, is that that's just like the mentality there? You know, they much rather win and just be like, oh, sorry, and then you know, just be like, oh, dang, I didn't make the pass. You know. Right. We'll have a slice of pizza later. Right. I, yeah. I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the overseas kids don't really care about each other, yo. Like, like, what, like, what, what, what I feel like everybody kind of just kind of keeps to themselves. And like, you say hi to like, yeah. I mean, like, um, I had a lot of friends in Europe, you know, especially in Northern Tonka. We were all, we had like a friend group, you know, but it's just like, okay. they're, there it's just like you know when when like you said like when the visor comes on you know it's it's still ruthlessness you know it's like everybody wants to get into the rookies cup but like off track you know we'll be all friends and cool but you know once that visor goes down you're you know 100 ray gun focused spartans yeah you heard that chris ray gun focus that's right ray gun that's gonna be a sticker as soon as i can find out who can make dope little designs and put it on a sticker Got you, man. About to put like Raygun Rossi more on that stuff, man. I, I want to make stickers for everybody. I just keep pointing at it all the time. Oh yeah, that that would be sick to put on your helmet. Oh, wait, what, what what helmet do you ride with? AGV. Yeah. AGV. Oh shoot. So you so you be getting free piece tags? What's up? Yeah, the, the GPR does. It's the. I mean, I, I'm not biased. This it really is the best helmet that I've ever rode. Oh, we lost him. Oh, we did lose him. We, we lost him. But go ahead, anyway, Rossi. Yes. Anyway, the AGV is seriously the best helmet I've ever rode. In. I mean, just like statistically and just like in any way, you know, the it has the most visibility. Like its visor is huge. It's got this like really like thick and nice. Oh, you're back. It's got this nice uh got this nice visor on it, you know, and it's just like the fit. It's carbon. It's light. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I got one. So I, w- I want to tell you one thing. Look at your – grab your helmet and look at the visor. On the side where you would take it off, do you, you don't have a screw there, do you? Mm-mm. Yeah, so on the on the factory helmets, we have a little tiny screw in there to keep the visor from uh, from falling off. Ah, okay, I see. I got you. little extra protection, and there's just, like, yep. other small stuff in it. Yeah, I got you. So, no, no. So I, I, I'm my helmet's just not as cool as your helmet. That's all. Yeah, I got the got the bougie factory helmet. My bad, I got kicked. No, um, but the, my only hold on. But yeah, I, I I really love my AGV helmets. It's uh it's, it's a great. It vents really well. Um, it's super light and yeah. and, and 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 like what you said when, when you're focused, your field of vision's super huge yeah. in it, right? Because I also got this one. Not yeah, mine ain't as or whatever the R one yeah. in. Um, oh hell yeah! It's yeah. listen. That one's a nice helmet too. Yeah, there, there you go. That's, That's the case. I don't want to name any helmets, but I've ridden in a lot of helmets before, and you know I've gotten like concussions from them. And like the one that yeah. we rode in the in the northern town cup, it it had a very tiny field of view. You know, when you were like yeah. really deep into a corner, and you'd like you couldn't like see where you were. It was going. like Formula One. Like yeah. a Formula One visor, like, how do they see out of those things, bro? I know they're like this big. Like, I know. I don't get it. 
and then, and then and then they're like, I think who who is it? I think it was like George Russell. He's he's like, I the only thing I need to see is left and right. I don't have to see up or down. And I'm like, just me as a person and my natural instincts. I'm gonna look up even though there's nothing to look up at. Imagine Lewis Hamilton when uh when when Max Verstappen like like crashed into a Monza, I, I think, and he was like on top of him. You kind of got. Oh look yeah, up. yeah. That, now you got to look up there. Now you got to look up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that, that that was wild. Speaking of crashes, man, yo, Aston had some pretty nasty spills this weekend, Chris. They did. Did you see? Uh, did you see? Um, Quartararo's crash with Zarco. Yeah. You mean like twist his elbow or something? Yeah. Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah. Friendly, friendly fire, bro. Friendly fire. Quartararo is. I, I'm waiting for the day. I'm waiting for yeah. the day that Zarco wins. We all are. I, I've, yeah. I've watched him since since he got in to MotoGP with Tektor Yamaha back in the day, and it's like he was gonna win his first race out. I know. Car, and then he and then wrecked, it and he never, never did again. Nope, he didn't. You're right. You know I, that's a good point. I didn't think of it like that, but you're right. That very first race on the on Tech Three uh, was that 2017, 18. Somewhere around there. Anyway, yes, you're right. He come out and he just. And the funny ass. thing is that um, my uh, my manager that I have, Stefano Favaro, he discovered uh, Johan Zarco first. Really? He was oh very, shoot! He was the very first guy to to like bring him up. Nice. He's. I mean, he's a double Moto Two champ, so we we know he's got the talent. He just uh, he just needs to piece it slow. all together. Yeah, he's never been slow. I mean. And like uh, when you when, when you talk silly season stuff, Chris, like, and you're talking about like people to boot off a team. At one point, a lot of people were saying, "Yo, I, I don't think Zarko's gonna have a seat next year." And I was like, "What are you talking about? This guy is constantly, constantly in the points." I mean, there's gonna be one day where there's that one super star-studded Moto Two kid that you're just like, "Man, is it worth giving up a consistent point man for for this kid?" Like Baby but, G, just because he's coming. Just saying. But do you think he's going to Ducati, though? Man, I, I don't know. It, it It's hard to say. You know, uh, there's a lot of speculation rumors going around. Uh, KTM, Husqvarna, Mark Marquez is clearly unhappy with Honda, and they even come out and said in a statement that, you know, they can't make him stay if he wants to go. So there's a lot of stuff that's actually happened in MotoGP um, that we're all going to find about here. I wonder what Marquez was thinking when he uh... – at Saxon Ring, when he almost high standing, he like flipped off the camera. I, I don't know. I wonder who that was too. Yeah, I, I know, that right? Me so too, Rossi. I thought the same thing. Alberto Puch. Puch. Oh boy. Oh, straight, straight to him or his dad. I don't know. Uh, dude, <laughs> I, I, I've been on a crazy campaign, my own campaign, and and no, 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 nobody's on this boat with me. So if anybody wants to join me, go ahead. If you disagree with me, I understand. Boot out Maverick Vinales and give Mark Marquez that Aprilia seat. That bike would be perfect for that dude. I mean, huh? hey, hey, I, I think. <laughs> listen, I think Aprilia is is one of the best uh, all around bikes on the grid right now, minus Ducati. Right, uh, KTM, they've come a long ways. Okay, so, especially since Miller's joined the team. Um, yep. But I just don't think they're as well rounded as as the Aprilia right now at, at this moment. Okay. No, I've been thinking that that Miller with KTM has been like like consistently higher in positions than he was yeah, in Ducati. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But th- but that th- that just goes to show the, the advancement also that that KTM and Rossi. You know this. Uh, it's just like anybody that's ever raced before. You see a bike, it's beautiful, and you throw a leg over it. And no matter how you set it up, clip ons, rear sets, blah blah blah, it this just doesn't work. suit you. It just don't suit you, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's, it, it could be just one of those things, you know. Um, Aprilia is only top rider away from being competitive at each venue, right? And, and, well, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying Lewis Ortega, right? Lewis, I agree with you. And the and the reason why I, I bring up that Mark example is because, um, Alicia is pretty much almost out the door. I mean, dude, dude's getting old, still competitive. I, I'm not saying he's trash or anything, but he's, he's still competitive. But dude's almost out the door. Maverick, I highly doubt he gets a seat next year. I don't know this dude brings in sponsors from literally everywhere. So I don't know if they're going to boot him out the, the seat, but if they do, I mean, put slapping Mark on it versus slapping like a, like a, uh, an up and coming moto two rider on a factory bike. I don't understand or move Miguel Oliveira, but I don't see that happening either. I really think that Aprilia should give Mark like a two year contract. Like, yo, like see, see what you can do on, on, on our machine. Because so the Mark, way that the bike handles and performs, I feel like can support Mark Marquez's riding style. Yeah, Mark Marquez in a recent interview, he said they asked him like, "Is he leaving Moto? Is he leaving Honda? Is he not leaving Honda?" And he's like, he didn't like say anything. He's just like, "Oh well, you know, we have a project now, and 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 blah blah blah, and then we'll see, and then yeah. we'll see, and then we'll we'll you know." That's right. That's right. He can't, you know, because he can't. I mean, he can, but you know, there's certain. Uh, implications that come with that. Um, yeah, it, it's different when you crash and you flip off the bike on TV, you know, because you 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 vent your, your frustration then, but you can't just come in. I mean, you could, like I said, you know what? Honestly, He's mulch. He didn't. I'm out. Right. Um, Mark has the right to do whatever he wants on camera. I mean, eight time champion. Come on, Mark can ride around many problems. Maverick has <laughs> biagiitis. If the bike is perfect, he is unstoppable. Well, the issue with that, Luis, is, is that, you know, Honda built the bike around Marquez since 2013, right? And then when he got hurt off that hiatus, they lost direction. Obviously, if you can't tell right now by watching the races, right, nobody can ride the bike, not even Marquez. I mean, look, look at his last race. I mean, he crashed every time he got on the bike. Matter of fact, he crashed them all. <laughs> there yeah, wasn't yeah, one bike yeah, he didn't yeah. crash, but mirrors, he should have threw a leg over that. He would have crashed it anyway, right? So... There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and within the team uh, to set up the bike, and it's yeah. It's, well, they it, even like the bike is not bad in a way. I mean, they, they even switch to they switch to Kalex chassis. I mean, it's just like the hyper competitive nature of like MotoGP. It you know, is. like he's 17th, but he might only be a second off, and you know that's one right. second is like yeah. if you break it down on a 10 corner track, that's one tenth every corner. Right. You know, it, that's, how, that's how bad the bike is. It's just one tenth slower every mm-hmm. corner. Yeah. And then it, that just adds up to, a, to the big gap, you know? So it's just like they have to just find that 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 small whatever, you know, off, off the bike. Like what Renz did at Coda. <laughs> oh, boy. Renz is my favorite racer. That dude took that piece of trash Honda, wheeled it to the finish line, and won that race. My God. I wanted Renz to take that, that Aprilia seat, to be honest with you. Wait, Mark has always crashed the Honda yeah, to find limits, just how he's crashing in races and practices. 
Yeah, wow. right. I mean, that's what riders do. Just ask Rossi. Rossi, so when you find the, the, the limit on the motorcycle, as you're actually getting to that limit on that front tire, losing grip and folding versus running that thin line, what's the feeling like? Well, I mean, it's like um, it's something you won't experience un unless you like really experience, right? have oh, the, the, the skill and like the speed to get to there. But I mean, it's just like, I mean, like a lot of commentators say, you're always like on the razor edge of just like, you know, completely dumping it. But I'm, but hot, but Marcus has to, has to push the limit. And I've rode bikes that have like, you know, the tires are like shot on it. And then I'm like trying to chase a faster rider. And the feeling is just like, in a way, it's horrible when you do, when you know that you just like can't keep up and you have to like push over the limit to like try and stay with them. And then you'll end up crashing, you know, when you, once you go 110%, you know, you can't, it's, it's hard to do it every lap unless you've done a, perfect lap you know all right and i and i think that's just mark of the problem is like i said it's just that that little i don't know grip or chassis or geometry or setup or something that he just like you know he can't push past it you know mm -hmm. that's I, true i think maybe part of the problem too with honda is, is their motor um because they did change the motor so whether they the went people. forward or backwards well, look at what happened to yamaha they 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 made the bike faster and it didn't like incorporate you know like the bike's gonna be more aggressive and they like they just kind of like forgot about that thought you know and they right. just like kept the bike the same just improved the motor and now the bike bike's going slower than it did before which brings us to morbidelli right so morbidelli actually has been doing decent this year compared to the last couple of years um, yeah yeah i hear you jules i hear you right but he's still on his yeah. way out i mean let's just be honest um <laughs> oh damn that was mean yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, hey, I personally feel that. Way. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't mean to, you know, hurt anybody's feelings, but you know, it is. What it is. Um, so yeah, I, it's uh, it, it's something, and, and even Cotteraro, I think sometimes is questioning Yamaha. Um, but then again, where would he go? You know, Ducati's pretty much full. KTM's in trouble with Pedro coming saying that you know I want a factory ride. I don't want a gas gas. I want the full factory ride. So. Yeah. Do you think he's earned that right, Chris, to say that? I Man. personally don't think so. You know, I think uh man, it that's a difficult question. I think he has shown signs of very brilliance, right? We can all say that starting first moto three race, starting from pit lane and winning. I mean, come on, man, right? I mean, that's that's Rossi level riding, Marquez level riding, Casey Stoner level riding. Um, and then to back it up and and win and and con consistently be up there and um, it, you know uh, there's a lot of talent coming through Moto Three and Moto Two right and only a limited of Moto GP seats so out of everybody that's moving up in the class I'm not taking away from anybody out there but if I was a team manager and I was looking for the next guy uh, Baby Jeebus would be on my team 100 percent right. But but the for the fact that he only wants a factory seat, it's like how how much more can you? It, it, it's a risk. It's a risk, it right? Is. I mean, you're you're asking for a factory seat. You're not 100 percent sure you're going to get it. And if you don't get it, what are you going to do? Stay in Moto Two for another year? Let's say that next season you get hurt. I feel like if you have a chance to make it to the big leagues, you take that chance with everything you got, and then and then and then perform make your uh um uh, requests after 
All right. Because right. yeah, look, if if I if I was looking at Rossi more right now, yo, Rossi, let's say let's say I, I was in um RNF Aprilia, right? And then if you wanted to be in Factory Aprilia, you as you are now, I'm like, dude, I want I want you on an RNF Aprilia right now, or or at least right now next season. Are you gonna say no to that? Like, I mean, it's it's a different situation with you because I mean, I mean, in a way, I mean, look at um. I think Joe Roberts wasn't he supposed to go to he was yeah. and he turned it down because he said he wanted to win a Moto Two World Championship before he goes in, which I actually agree with. You know, yeah. you should be a Moto Two champion or some kind of Moto champion before you get into Moto GP because really everybody in Moto GP is a, is a is a champion. Either Moto Two, Morbidelli is a Moto Two World Champion. Yeah. Uh, like you I know, everybody is there is a champion. Yeah. So I mean, he he didn't do it wrong. It's just like if you're Offered a MotoGP seat, I mean, I wouldn't say no, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So RNF Aprilia, I, I hope you guys are listening. You need to get yeah. Raul and Rossi more on. Yeah, absolutely. Get their, get their. What, what is it like? Their navy blue and peach orange color. Who came up with that color scheme? Yeah, I mean, military it, it, green with the military green. That's like, and it looks like, like it's got a chin on the front, on the bottom yeah. of the nose, like, like a chin. I'm, I'm like, like, what is what? that? Like what kind of color scheme? Like who was your graphic designer that was like, you know what? This yeah. is fire. Yeah, the, the, these are our colors. Yeah. yeah. Like come on, I make better liveries on on freaking MotoGP and on Right for that. You know what I'm saying? Hire one of those. Which, Rossi, do you game? play video games? Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You got a PS5. I, uh, no, I have a PS5 and I have this computer too. Yeah. Nice. I, I got. I got a PS5 for the. For I'm, I'm behind. I, grind, I don't have MotoGP yet, but I grind Rye Four, and I'm. I mean, I'm not half bad at it. Listen, we're gonna have to get on and play. Me and you gonna have to link up and play for sure. To get All right. I gotta get a P5, man. And Avery and and Isaac and and Jillian, they play the the. They got an Xbox and they play Rod Four too as well. I wish not cross platform. It's funny because uh, uh my, one of my friends got me a Steam Deck. I don't know if you know guys know what that yeah. is. So yeah, it's yeah. Like a, you know, it's like the new, kind of like a Nintendo Switch is bigger, and yeah. play like Ride Four on the go. And it's funny because I learned a lot of tracks playing. Like <laughs> I actually played on Ride Four before I like hit the weekend. It's kind of it was it was hilarious. I'd be like, they were like, "Have you been to this track before?" I'm like, "Yeah, but only on Ride oh, Four, man." Right. Yo, it's, speaking of the other your your competitors, bro, they were calling me constantly yesterday, and I don't have any of their numbers saved. I forgot I gave um, Julian my number, and I kept getting Google Hangout um, video calls, and I finally answer, and I'm like, yo, who is this? And then I see half of Julian's face and the bottom half of Avery's like face, and like, yo, get on ride four. And I was like, bro, I don't have an, I, I don't have a Series X, or I think they're on PlayStation, Chris. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're on Xbox. I think they're on PlayStation. I think they're on Xbox. They're on Xbox? Yeah. Yeah. I can't even yeah. join them. I got an Xbox One, yeah. so I, I don't even think I could really join them like that. But I haven't played with any of them yet. But I know uh, Alessandro; he holds the record at some track with the R three in Ride Four. Nice. nice. All right, time, time, time to come after it, man. You 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 ever you ever watch like those esports players um, play like MotoGP or Ride? Like oh, they yeah. play that game so well, bro. Funny thing and is, none of them like own a... bikes. You guys know like the Eichma show or something? Yeah. There, was, like, there was another like type of show. It wasn't the Eichma, but it was in Italy and it was it was also like pretty big. 
and they had like Aprilia like esports stand, and you could like go there and try out. And if you had like the top time, then you they could like they'll like talk to and stuff. And I went over there, and I was like, I'll just kind of play on the game. Maybe I'll see how good I'm doing. And I had like the tenth best time or something. I did like a forty five round Mugello on the on the Aprilia. Nice. It was. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's you know. Little- I- I suck. I ain't gonna lie. That MotoGP 2023 game, I suck ass on. It's so hard. The braking is just retarded. I much prefer Rap Four, and I can't wait till yeah. Rap Five comes out. That's that's what I'm. I think thinking. it's already out. Is it really? Rap Five's out already. Oh, oh, it came out. Yeah, like last week, I think. Okay, well, I might have to get that then. Oh snap! I gotta, I, I gotta pour some money into that, man. So my boss, man, if if my boss is at work, is watching this live right now, I'm not coming back because I'm getting ready to download Ride Five and I'm staying. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just playing. Spend like fifty dollars, man. Uh, Yo, um, your your race, um, your second race at a uh, at uh, Road America, man. You were riding up front, pretty much, pretty much the whole dang race, and you you were explaining before the podcast, like. One of your original plans was to kind of tow and see where, where the game plan was in the first race, but it well, didn't really work out. Of, that's just because of uh, of Road America's nature. You know, you just like right. you think like to yourself, it's like what four and a half miles or something like that. And we had like a two minute forty lap time or two minute thirty eight. What I You're did. like, yeah, we got time. <laughs> and so like, I knew I had the pace to to be in the top and maybe even pull away because I was riding a lot by myself in practices. Um, mm-hmm. not like not on purpose. I was just like that's how it just came out. But I mean, it was good because I learned how to like go fast without anybody pulling me. Yeah. And then when it came to the first race, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stay in like second or third and like let somebody else lead. And then to the last to the line, I'll try and draft them. And I did. It's just my bike is not a twin. It's not up to the the the, the top end of the Kawasaki's. And then by the line, you know, Avery just like zoomed by us. And then I, I mean, I still got second, but like I beat Levi by like zero 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 two or something. I had his front tire was like this close behind me. And, yeah. and in the second race, I was thinking to myself, like I was talking with dad the night before, like I know I can pull away. I have the pace, you know, I just have to, I just have to be a little bit of luck in it too. I mean, like to break away on a big track like that. And yeah. I just like from the start on, I was just like, if I can get ahead by turn five and then just like try and pull away a big gap by the end, by the last turn, maybe they can draft me. And I did. And then it was funny because dad was telling me after the race that he was telling me like, I haven't made a mistake in like five years in Europe. Like I really haven't. And then he's talking to Moto America official. And then in the turn five on like, I think lap three or four, I go straight. Yeah. I like, I blew the corner a little bit. Yeah. But then I regrouped like, hello quickly i was like i went to third and like mm-hmm. I think the next lap i was already first again and then in the last lap i was just like okay it's just full balls to the wall if i i'm just gonna put everything into this lap and just like see where it goes you know and i think i went like a second quicker or something on my last lap than i did in my in like race pace but i mean like i was seriously on the limit like my front tire was like losing it every turn i was coming out of the corners like i felt it spinning on this like 390 it's just like oh so i i was just like a it was almost like a textbook type type race you know just like being the front and last lap you pull away you know yeah yeah it looked like it looked like you were racing every lap to beat your previous lap time because well, when, when you were out when you were out at front it was truly just you against the world yeah like 
like like the 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 gap from like you and Max Van, I was like, I was like, oh shoot, because at, at first I was like, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a photo finish potentially. Yeah, Jason, but, I think uh, who was it, Greg White or Jason Pridwar was like, he didn't believe me, he didn't believe in me until like I actually won the race. Because I remember like watching <laughs> the commentators, he was like, <laughs> Greg White was like, he was like, he's in a he's in a good position, and then Greg was, was like. Uh, I don't think so. I'm like, he might be a sitting duck at the line. Yeah. I was just like, oh man, like sitting duck. I was like, you know, and then thanks, Greg. <laughs> Forget you, you know what? I think I think the pin the gas crew, me and you, Chris, we, we should just take over Moto America commentary for Jersey. Let's do it. We should we should just do that. I've been following you. Uh right to death says I've been following you on Instagram for the for for a couple years, but didn't know what your name is. I heard you're racing, Emma, and I thought you put on a Ty Scott clinic in the Junior Cup. I mean, it's still early in the season, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the the main problem was that you know I broke my wrist. I don't know if you guys see. I have the big yeah. line here. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I had a really I had a really bad accident. I was out for eight months. I didn't yeah. ride. I didn't train. You know, because I couldn't. Because they said I had to keep the swelling down, so I couldn't get my my blood pressure up and like running. But I couldn't ride because um, in hunger they like they put my wrist back in the in the cast wrong so when it was over it was like you know it, it did like a yep. s and since i couldn't since i couldn't ride you know they had to recut it and then and that surgery that they did and stuff and then and then since i couldn't ride you know you kind of like i mean after eight months you kind of lose the feeling of like that that fine tire uh like that edge but i rode a new tire with uh, these dunlop uh junior cup tires and it's a complete different tire and it's a complete different bike different style bike you know it's a it's a 390 it's like a it's not a street engine but it's still like based off of it right. you know and it's just like for me i have to like kind of know the bike and know the tire before i can like really want to like push it because i know that there's some races who is just like doesn't matter what bike what tire what thing you just like ride it but they all ride it the same way you know so then now at Road America, I was finally like feeling the tires and feeling the bike and feeling the, the, feeling out my competitors also, and then I was able to win it. You know, I mean, this, the first race was kind of like a, kind of like a teaser. You know, I lost it by like five hundred or something, but in the second race, you know, I I just put my dominated. In, yeah, I know. It, 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 but it was I mean, funny. Also, the second race. Sorry to no, cut you, Chris, but no, go ahead. The ninjas have kind of like evolved. I mean, look at the bike I'm riding. It's a, it's from 2018. You know, I mean, this bike hasn't been like touched since then. You know, and while the ninjas are always like improving something and then homologating something else, and you know, it's just like it's not as big of a gap as it used to be. You know, when when the when the R first came in, I mean, it was just like a dominant bike, and like you know, there's one of it, and then Alex Dumas like won every race or whatever, like one like yeah. lost one or something. But mm-hmm. it's a, it's a different story now. You know, the bikes are more equal. They are, and it, but you know, it, it, the KTM RC three hundred and ninety is still at a disadvantage um, when it comes to, to to the parallel twins of the of the Ninja. Um, it's it, I, obviously top speed too, right? But the electronics too. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I was gonna say is when Rossi won that race, man, I was in here in my living room and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I'm screaming, and my wife was outside smoking a cigarette. She come in, she's like, "What the hell are you yelling for?" I was like, "Rossi won the race!" <laughs> and my son's name's Rossi. He come around the corner. He said, "But Valentina retired." I was like, "No, Rossi Moore." It was, it was there's hilarious. so many of y'all. Yeah, it was hilarious. So many Rossi's out here, man. There's a there's a Moto three rider named Ricardo Rossi. Which I met. I, I had a great conversation with Ricardo in Texas. He actually brought me in his Moto Three pit garage 
because uh, I'm a huge Marco Simicelli fan, right? Oh so yeah. I met his uh, I met his dad Paulo, and uh, we had a well. I tried to have a conversation. He don't speak any English, and he's talking to me in Italian. Like I understood. I just kept shaking my head, smiling. He gave me a big old hug and all that. But I read. I, I met Ricardo, and um, I showed him my tattoo. Told him, you know, I'm, I'm a fan, of course, and. He was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he just started talking to me like we were really friends, invited me inside the, the, the Moto 3 garage. And it was it was a surreal experience, man. It was you know, you know who's so the many. nicest writer that I've ever met? It's gotta be Troy Bayless. I mean, I met oh, him at I met him at a Most in, in 2022 when we were at the World Superbike Round. I mean, when I, I like met him and then I was like talking to him, and I swear we were talking to each other like we known each other for like 15 years or something, you know. Yeah. It was funny because he, we were like talking for like an hour or something, and it's like my race is about to start. And I'm like, Joy, I, I gotta go, but I mean, like, I don't want to tell like this legend, right? That, yeah, I, that I gotta leave. I'm not gonna leave, you know. I need him to leave first. And he just keeps like, Oh, you know, when you're done, you know, come over to the trailer and we can keep talking and all this. You're cool like, stuff. I was like, Hell yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> Oh, Ride to Death says, best of luck to you in the rest of the season. Hank Miller said the field has been put on watch. But my boy, Avery Track Slayer Dreyer is still in the lead. Go Avery. Go Avery. Go. All right. All right. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, man. Um, on, on, an, on an international pro level, man, the nicest person that I met is definitely Johan Zarco. That dude is probably the, the... – he's saying to me, bro. He's saying to me. At a, one of the uh, pre-race interviews for MotoGP, like the, mm. the press conference, you know, they were like, with Nota Tanka, they let us like ask like a question from each MotoGP rider or whatever, you know, like the top three that they brought in. And then I, I asked Yoan Zarco, the kid next to me asked Quartaro, and I think it was like Mark Marquez or Alicia or Spargo, whoever. Mm -hmm. so, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I've met – man, I've met a lot of them. Um, Danny, everyone. The, the worst one that I've met, and uh, he's one of my favorites was Stoner. Uh, I remember specifically walked straight up to Stoner. I was like, man, can I have your autograph? He said, no. And turns out walks away. Oh. I was like, I was like oh, okay, oh. then, right? And then I tell this story so everybody knows I'm a huge Rossi fan. So I was in Indianapolis. I wanted to get, of course, a picture with Jorge Lorenzo, right? So his manager pulls up. They go to the clinic mobile, and they pull up on the scooter. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm a fan of Jorge. Can, can I get a picture? He's like, well, you got a Rossi hat and shirt on. I was like, so I had to think of something real quick. I was like, well, I'm actually here with my dad. He's a big Rossi fan, so he bought me the, the hat and the shirt, right? So he's like, yeah, I'll tell you what. If you take off your hat and your shirt, I'll get Jorge to take a picture with you when he comes out. <laughs> of course I did. And then Jorge took a picture with me, and, of course, I put the shirt and the hat back on and – yeah, yeah. Well, you, you shirtless? You had an undershirt? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, but uh, probably the coolest rider out, man, there's so many of them. I mean, there, there really is. I mean, Rossi was really cool. Perdosa was really cool. Um, Zarco, of course, was really cool. Uh, I mean, I've practically also met every single one because, like, yeah. all mostly the Dionysia riders because uh, in MotoGP, Facts. we have a uh, – there's, like, two, like, um, like, mobile homes that they bring in all the time. And there's one side that's, like, the – the repair department, you know, they like they can like repair your suit at the track and they have like extra suits for you and then like fix your helmet and clean it and dry it up and blah blah blah, you know. And on the left side, there's like the hospitality mobile home where you can go up, you can watch MotoGP, it's air conditioned. We have like like coolers with food in it and like Italian snacks and stuff. And it's like I'm like up there chilling, and then just like Luca Marini just comes up and starts watching it, you know, and then like and then or like 
at the time, Jack Miller was also a, a dinosaur. I was like, oh, cool. You know, how's it going, pal? That's you know? it. What's <laughs> going on, bud? How you doing? Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's so listen, it, it uh, Northern Talent Cup racing over there versus America. Um, as far as as the, the the kids stack up against each other, what is the difference of levels of riders, if there is any? Well, I mean, if you if you would look at a at one of my races, you just the first thing you notice is how close the competition is in Europe. I mean, it's just like like I was telling you, but in, in a little bit earlier in this podcast, we had like a few, sometimes like six riders go across the line like one tenth, you know, and it's just like it's that closeness that that that's different in Europe than 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 America. Because if you look at the at the, at the Moto America, like the Junior Cup qualifying, we had I think it was like maybe six riders, then we have like one second and then it drops down to two seconds and yeah. then three mm. and then four, you know, there it's, there's like, there's no seconds. It's just tense. You know, it's like, if you're a second, you're like, who you're way back, you know? And so those bikes over there in the Northern cup, are they all identical versus like the, the, the junior cup? Right. Cause if one person's got more money to dump into it, blah, 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 of course. Yeah. No, so it's, are, it's, are they it's all identical? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's it's as controlled as it can be. You know, you okay. they take you you take your your bike home, and then you know then they put a seal on your engine, and then you have the the electronics controlled. You know, and they check your ECU, make sure everything, and it's just like you know just basic basic teardown stuff. It's it's but it's it's in like it's a spec class. You know, you buy the bike, you buy the race pack, and then you go ride. That's it. Yeah. So it's different, obviously, th th than your junior cup on that yeah. aspect. Well, it's yeah. also different because we also we all pitted next to each other. So like Northern Town Cup had this huge tent, you know, and then we'd all have like our little like space in it, you know. If it would be a right to a rider of uh, two, like a team of two, you'd have like two boxes for yourself, and then if a team of one, you just only have one. If you had three, then you had three, you know. And it's just like we also had factory KTM mechanics there to help you if you need any help, you know? So it's just like, you can just bring your dad as a mechanic. And then if you need like major help, then they can help you. But right. that's, I think that, that, that the reason, like they also controlled your tires. So it's like, you have to put a sticker on it. They'll tell you which tire to put on, put on Aston free practice one on this session put in Saxon ring free practice two in this session. So it's like everybody has the same amount of laps. Everybody has the same compound. So there is just really who's faster at that time. You know, in junior cup, it's a little different because you have to like actually like figure out what tire, what session you're putting on. Maybe you don't put on new tires for Q1. Maybe you put on for Q2. Maybe right. you put on for Q1. Maybe race put on one. The R3 tires. <laughs> and, uh, I, I in America, they actually wanted to give us – um. 10 tires because the new asphalt was like killing tires. Like if you, if I had a few tires, that was just shredded, just like completely Jeez. destroyed. It's Yo, let me, air, let me get one of those tires, man. Autograph them for me. I gave a little kid one of my, my, uh, my race winning hat. When I nice. He like, nice. Goes, you know, you know, Jake funny, the, day, the day before he's like, he comes up to me. He's like, can I have your hat? I was just like, mm -hmm, you know, I was like, it's my first, it's my first race that I got this hat, hat right. the junior cup. And it was like, I'm like, you know, if I win tomorrow, then I'll give you my hat. And I didn't think of it like a lot. I was just like, okay, you know, I'll just give this kid my hat if I win tomorrow. And then he's he like, you. win the race. And he's like staring me down at like the podium. Just like, <laughs> he's like, I got you. Yeah. That's you do awesome. the wrong. <laughs> but but you know what, Rossi, you got a fan for life out of that too. You know what I'm saying? So he's always gonna gonna be there. Well, yeah, I mean, so I've seen like the 
the horrors of like of like some of the MotoGP riders. Like I saw that one video where like Valentino Rossi was going to the airport, and that guy was asking him for the autograph, and he like wouldn't do it, even though the guy was like literally like begging for it, you know. Yeah. And mm. I just, I just don't want to be like that. I know that MotoGP riders is different because they have so much on their mind. You know, yeah. it's just like interviews twenty four seven. Then they go riding. Then they have this huge pressure. But like, I will always try to make time to autograph somebody. You know. You got to man that and and that's what will make you stand out. Um, a, a I mean, like I was, I think, I think I was waiting for somebody. I think it was uh, Cardi Casulo or whoever, and it's like I waited like three hours for him to like get an autograph, and it's just like I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, if somebody's there, I'll come yeah. out, help him yeah. take a photo. Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. That's that, how it was. Uh, that's why it broke my heart with Stoner when he just because I stood in line for like you said hours and I finally get to him like dude and he's like nope and turns around and walks away I was like well, you're kidding me right now right it's yeah dang like like I, I I never I never really had like a terrible experience what what one of my well, a couple of my least favorite experience and I don't know maybe it's just a victim of the times but uh it was just Josh Heron. <laughs> Here we go, yo, and, and that, that's why I was I was always like, yo, I hope he I, I I hope he gets killed this next race, like you know what I mean, um, not in a literal sense, but like like you know like gets gets destroyed in lap times, right. um, but then like just him in that warhorse Ducati seat and the stuff that he's been doing and saying, I'm like, ah, kind of low key a fan again, yo. Like that whole YouTube video on like why it wasn't his fault that he like almost yo that was great that was great yeah the petty king like like it was wonderful I'm like I I'm starting to really like this guy um Loris Baz also probably wasn't my favorite but it's not because he did anything wrong it's just because it it didn't feel genuine you know what I'm saying like it was more like oh let's get this shit out the way hey okay later. Um, he was cool to me. He was cool to you. Yeah, I, I hope he was. Uh, again, it was probably just the timing of everything. I met him at. I met him at Bruno. He was pretty nice. I mean, it was like I met him like we were like he was like leaving already, and he had a suitcase, and we was like walking next to each other. And I like look over. I'm like, isn't this Laura's boss? I like tell Dan. I'm like, let's go take a photo. And then he was like, he was like pretty cool, but he's like tall. He's, yeah. like, he's like he's like yeah. six five, bro. I'm just yeah. like, dude, why aren't you playing basketball? I think it was Leon came here. He's really? like. It's like six six or something. I don't know. He was like a skeleton. Corey Alexander's tall too. That dude was like six three. Yeah, Corey's or, tall. Or like six four. I was like, his his shop is literally like twenty five minutes away from me. I'd go Not see probably less than that. I'd go see him. I, I, yeah, I could go see him right. Oh, I don't know if he's there right now. Oh no, they are because he's on a three week break, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, pff, I could go over there and see him right now. I'd be like, yo, isn't Laguna coming up soon? Yes, it's the next race. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's probably testing right now. He's probably not even home. He's probably in like Button Willow or something. Well, he, he him and uh, James Rosselli also have a podcast um, that they do. Yeah, yeah. Do. yeah. yeah. So, Ross, better than us, though. Uh, this season, man, um, dude, it's been spectacular. What uh, what is your plans for next season if you have any so far? Straight to Superbike. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right now I can't really say anything because like it's too early, sadly. Right. Uh, we're like I'm still talking with my teams uh, back in Europe and my manager trying to like figure this out. We don't know if we're staying here or if we're going back to Europe yet or right. we'll see. 
I mean, my my heart my heart says please stay here, but my mind. Yeah. I'm, knows I'm, I'm, that. Most most surely, I want I want to stay here too. I mean, I just I, I like to race in here in America too. So yes, yeah, yeah, because 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 like I said, as as much as I want our our racers to stay here, like like I wanted I wanted SDK to to take the Bobier route, right? Like I wanted him to. To go to go to uh, um, not stock one thousand, but like probably go straight to superbike and kill that uh, and kill that superbike. But he went straight to moto two. As much as I want our guys to stay and duke it out, I definitely understand if you know if, if you guys need to go out there and do your thing. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 your career, it's your future. You know what I'm saying? But we love having you here while we have you here, man. Absolutely, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I I think it's great either path um that comes before you and you're going to be hugely successful at whatever path you take um yeah you, you can't go wrong are, are, yeah, are you going to you europe you're, you're gonna you're gonna kill it right um so i'm you super excited. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you know what i mean <laughs> uh, yo man i'm telling you Prelia offers a seat bro you take it you, you take it i swear to god i will fly to wherever you are during that press conference, and I'll be in the back. I'll be like, "Yo, you, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like the little kid with the hat." The little, the little kids there, like straight up, just it's like, it's like yeah, we're here, and 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 we are here with the Rossi Moore signing the contract for the Aprilia, and uh, I'll be like, you, "You, you better, you know what I mean?" <laughs> no, wait, no, I, I, I don't know why I put on that accent. Roslan is freaking. Road with you and G and J in Ohio. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little car track. Funny thing was like uh That's when we had a like slight break in between, I think it was Barber and uh Barber and Road America. We uh we stayed at a friend's house and we, we popped down at G and J and I, I rode there like in twenty twenty and I haven't been there since, but it's just a little fun track. I rode, so, I rode my junior cup bike there. It was funny. I just took off the fairings and I rode. It's like it's like a thirty second like tiny go kart track, and I like <laughs> out there with the junior cup. It was kind of funny. That's oh, awesome. I, I also I also wanted to bring up this point because we're about to reach the hour fifteen mark. But I also want to bring up this uh, before we got on the podcast. You were uh, this is a totally different subject. Um, you met? Did you meet Lucas Holbacker? Like you, you uh, so I, I didn't meet Lucas Holbacker. I met I, uh, I met the guy who had his who had his bike, but I did meet Mark Reiner Schmidt, and that guy is a yeah, Mark Reiner Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. I, I, met at, I met him at Valencia, and he was riding his uh, BMW S1000 for the German Championship. And Mattia mm-hmm. Pizzini was also there with yeah. a factory like Ducati Superbike, and they were running identical times. Sheesh. As Mattia is cool. A supermoto rider, but. I mean, he's quick on a road race bike too. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, I I I love watching S1 GP, man. Like I was watching it a lot last year. Um, Tommy Charrere is one of my favorite ones too. Um, Chris, do you, do you watch a lot of? Do you watch S1 yeah. GP like that? Oh, yeah. Or man, I watch anything and everything that has to do with two wheel racing. Yeah. Oh, yep. so, so you watch S1 GP? Yeah. yeah man. It, it yep. don't matter what it is. It, it could be midgets on a scooter racing. I'm gonna watch it. Right? Facts. Have you so, seen? The, have you seen like the electric scooter racing? Yes, dude. Yes, over oh, there, Indonesia. God. 
Yes, dude. dude I don't dude, know dude, how dude, I feel about that, bro. It's so funny. Watch and like the way, like when they crash, they're just like <laughs> the scooters just start tumbling or something. Yeah, I don't know. But they have like intense team, and they have like special like tires for it, yeah. and like brake systems, <laughs> and they have like bubbles so you can like tuck in behind the scooter. And I'm just like, what the hell? And they they, they lean they lean pretty they, far too, bro. Right. Would you would you if 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 you had to do a guest race, would you do one? Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Yeah, that was so right? funny. I just like I'd bring like five friends too. I mean, like if I have electric scooter, I race them anyway. Like right. just, so, and then yeah. this would just be like intense racing, you know. Right. Like... It it looks it looks intense from, from the way they do it. They should do one of those those um those uni those uh single wheel races, like like those uni boards. <laughs> oh, um, the, 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 yeah, the wheel. Race. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 the tires like tires like fat like this. I wonder I wonder if you can like if, if you can like get real low on that thing. I've seen I've seen people um because it's it's really big up here in New York. It's probably it probably is bigger like overseas, but in New York there's a lot of people that have those those like uni boards, right? Yeah. And um the way that they just whip that thing around, I'm like, yo, would it be cool if we had a uniboard race, yo? Like just, just just like a small miniature version of Mugello, and then just like have like you know on the back straight, just like yeah. kind of like hands behind the back and like tucking it behind each other, like you know. What I mean? Yeah, that, that that'd would be, be awesome. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, it would. Be I'm always wanting to ride one, but I'm so scared that I'll I'll freaking die on that thing. Oh man, they're simple. You just step Any, in. They're anything so that has to do with boards, they're so sketchy. Yeah, dude. And anything that has to do with boards, like skateboards, terrify me. Yeah, I don't skateboard. I had a friend who like speedboard, like they like go down hills with and stuff. Now them guys are longboard. Yes, them guys are nuts, man. I cannot. So public roads. Yeah, them guys are. Yeah. Yo, so they they will have you you know like like you know how you guys have knee pucks, right? Yeah, they They will have it for their hands. Yeah. So they can slide. I tell people, I'm like, it is as as somebody who rides a bike, obviously to to not to your level, or not even probably not even to Chris's level. But as someone who rides a motorcycle, I feel like skateboards and lawnmowers are way more dangerous <laughs> on the street than a freaking motorcycle. Yeah. And I try to explain it to these guys. And they're like, oh, but a motorcycle can kill you. And I'm like, bro, a longboard going down, going downhill on the mountain. With no and brakes. No brakes. Like, no brakes. Like 16 miles per hour or something. Dude, they get ridiculous fast. Yes. It's yeah, it's it's scary. That's sketchy. I'd rather jump out of an airplane. Electric unicycle oh. racing. That that's oh, I have to watch that. Yeah, Electric unicycle racing. Death. I'm definitely gonna Not check it. that out. That's a look oh. that up, yeah. Cause like, cause like, yo, the only thing that that they can do is is plant their hand and kind of contort their body where the uh the longboard's like sideways. That's how they break. But they're bombing it downhill, dude. Like, I can't, I can't with that. And st- and street skateboarding is just as dangerous. Freaking, I was watching. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if you guys know who this is. Um, Nyjah Houston. He's literally the greatest skateboarder in the world. Yeah. Um. And I, I was watching his uh, his little mixtape that he made for Nike. He just uploaded an outtake, which is like all of his fails before he completes the trick. This man should have died at least eight times. This dedication, like, like, like he should have died. I mean, on 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 a motorcycle track, 
you slip, you, you slide, you land on the gravel, your sword, you break your arm, whatever, whatever. These guys are running into moving cars and <laughs> falling off. Face like, planting on concrete. Yeah. On concrete, no pads, no nothing. Dude, yeah, I don't know I why can't. they don't have like protective gear like us too. Like, I know they do. They just like in a t-shirt. They do. No, no, no. They, they, here's the thing: they do. They just don't do it. There are knee pads. There are elbow pads. There are gloves. There's helmets, literally, but they don't do it because that's not street skating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Street skating is like is like that that good old like raw, you know, shirt, pants, yeah, right. sneakers, baggy jeans, or whatever. Because uh, back back in the day, my bad. I'm going I'm going on a little rant here because I'm trying to prove my point that skateboarding is way more dangerous than street motorcycling. Okay. <laughs> um, back in the day, if if you wore pads, they'll call you a loser. Like, oh, you're soft. Like, like what, what kind of whack? What kind of whack stuff is that? You know, yeah, what, what kind mean? of whack stuff? You just want to lose your elbow, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're not a real skater unless you got battle scars. You know what I mean? So. No. Here, 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 here! Motorcycling, we we wear our scars, you know. Yeah. Like, like you, you, like you show people your scar. Like, yeah, man. Like, I'm I'm a racer. I have my uh little like remnants of road rash on on my knee from two years ago. So I'm like, yeah, this, this is what happened to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure Chris got some battle scars as well, Absolutely. or maybe he just tattooed over them. I don't know. Because Chris has like 50 tattoos. <laughs> hey, man, I like my tattoos, man. I I, I love I wanna, your tattoos. I want to go That's back to, to the supermoto. Um, so like I was telling, I think I, I was telling Chris before you came in, uh, before yeah. the podcast that, uh, I, I had a supermoto that I rate, that I rode in Spain, uh, while I trained and, mm-hmm. you know, I, there, I went to a few tracks that S1 GP went to, uh, who they, where they race supermoto and, you know, they, they ride dirt too. And, and whatever <laughs> asphalt jump that they have at some tracks. But, uh, when I was riding there, I, I held two records at, at, uh, at two tracks that are like really famous. One is a uh, gas 74 carding and the other one is a uh, circuito Yepes. Um, mm. And a gas 74, I don't know if you guys know Simon Jesperson. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he, he literally lives there. He lives at that nice. track. He has a little <laughs> like garage for himself. It has one bike, some tools and like 50 sets of tires. <laughs> and he just, he just, he just rides and rides and he put in some like, Unbreakable record. It was like a forty-eight-two or forty-eight-zero or something. It's flying. Uh, and forty seconds. I came there at like maybe I think I was in January, December, and I took me like two or three months, but I beat it, and I find it a forty-seven-seven. And they said that that record is like unbeatable. Uh, forty-seven is not possible, and blah blah blah. Because that because he rides all the time. And when I did that record, they still didn't believe it until like they let me ride, and then. I like kind of shocked them because it was funny because that day Aaron Kinnett was there. Nice. I was riding with Aaron Kinnett. He brought out his new KTM 450, his SMR, and we rode together. And I think he did a 48.3 that day, and I did a 47.7. Shoot, take that, Aaron. It was funny because he's like, I, I'm going to beat the record, you know? And then, and then I was like, no, I am. And then there was this other guy, and he couldn't speak English. I think he might have been with Kinnett. I don't know. But he couldn't yeah, speak English. Really speak like English. he just like came up to me and was like, "You see, Canet, Campeonato del Mundo." <laughs> he just kept telling me, and then I was like, "Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I know Canet. Yeah. I mean, I'm really good friends with Canet. I, I have his phone number too. Right. Like, oh, he's, he's my boy. He's a really nice, really nice guy. But 
I love him. On track, I like went behind them, and then like in one breaking zone, I brought in like half our gap, and then you could just see the guy standing there, like, <laughs> like yeah, that's right. Go that's after him. You know, it was funny. And then and then um, I got a little toe from Kanet, and then and then I was able to do that that fast slap. So I did it twice. I beat it twice. I did a forty-eight zero, and then I was like, that was with like semi-used tires, and then we put on the new tires, and then I did a forty-seven-seven. But that, I mean that that forty-seven-seven lap is like insane. I mean it's it was it's faster than Mark Reiner Smith or Lucas Holbach whoever's been there, you know. And then there was another track that I did the record on. I think I did a thirty-nine-nine at at the Yepes, and then some S one GP guy just like recently broke it. I think he did a thirty-nine-eight or something. That's but, right. I had like records and they held for like a year in Spain. Well, you know? That just means you need to go back and re-break them again. That's all. Exactly. Facts, right? Kind of like they're like all training there, and I'm just like here, and you know, it's kind of like sad. You know, I want to ride my 450. Just show oh, up. I was, I, I, was, I was gonna ask you a question, but I, I don't want it to hurt your future plans in road racing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was, I was thinking about the whole supermoto thing. I was like, you know, nah, nah. He's got he's got his thing planted in road racing. But, so, the, the, but if, if 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 I were to bring it up though, I, I I would I would ask someone like Brandon Posh. I was like, yo, Brandon, if somebody offered you a factory seat at a super at S one GP, would you take it? You know what I mean? So I'm asking Brandon Posh, not you. So you know I mean, I mean I'd, I'd I definitely do a wild card in S one GP. Yeah. I seem to get like the that problem with S one GP. They're like. They're like a jack of all trades. They're like road racing champion, uh, motocross champion, flat track champion, and they all have like you know that's like your three skills you need because they're like they're like jumping, then they go into road, yeah. and then like back. And so like I can be I'm quick on the on the road, but then as soon as we hit dirt, I'm just uh, yeah. slow down and just fishtail yeah. the rear. Well, it's it's I'm I'm sure it's it's different, right? I've I've ride supermotos. I've never raced them, so I could see where it would be sketchy as hell getting on some dirt with the, with the slicks yeah. on it, right? Like, Wait, oh. They have some like the they have some tracks that are like asphalt only jumps. Yeah, like they have like they have like bankings and stuff with like that's asphalt only. I'm like that's like that is sketchy. That's next level. <laughs> I've never ridden a supermoto. Like, full pinned on like a like a full like they're like sideways, completely going around this bank. I'm like Jesus. That That's is awesome. awesome. Yeah, I love that, watching that. Supermoto is a lot of fun to ride too, man. It, they, they I've never, really, I've never ridden one. They're light. They're flickable. They're 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 actually uh, so much fun on the street. You could lose your license really really quick. Facts. Yeah, but you can't you, you can't really get on the highway with one of those, right? You don't want to get on the highway. That's not the point. You, yeah, you, no. But I'm, I'm, around town, you to jump yeah. sidewalks, ride wheelies, I mean, over curves, and do all that. As as as, as somebody who takes their bike literally. In the mountains and like everywhere, I, I mean, if if I had a Husqvarna uh, seven, what, what is it seven? Seven ninety. Seven oh one. Seven oh one. Yeah. Seven oh one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that 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 would do well on a on a highway. <laughs> well, those are a little bit different. Yeah, they'll do 80, 90 miles an hour easily. Um, yeah. but dude, if I, I went out to a bigger track with a supermoto and I only hit like I think a hundred and ten miles an hour. Yeah. But after that, it just tops out. The yeah. the, the aerodynamics just suck. You know, you yeah, just can't you're just the all wind. It's all wind, right? But dude, you get up here in, a, in in Virginia on these mountains in 30 mile an hour corners, and you got a supermoto, you're gonna eat everybody alive on a crotch rocket. Hands down. I want to do it. I want to do it. No, you'll you'll eat everybody alive up on it. Um, 
Rossi, coming up on the next couple of races in Moto America, what tracks have you not been to yet that you have not raced? All of them. Okay, so all, all these them. are good news. Every every Moto America track, I I don't know anything anything about them. I think, I mean, I've been to Pittsburgh, but only the Mini Cup track. Right. So I haven't been on the big track either. And then like New Jersey and Brainerd are brand new for me. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to be in Jersey. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in Jersey. So I can't wait to uh, to yeah, hang so out and meet you. So you guys I'm, there, I'm yeah. A, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it to Jersey. I kind of want to check out Pittsburgh, but – but like I'm 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 bringing I'm bringing the girlfriend with me, so I want to make sure that there's actually something fun to do outside, outside of the track, and like we're trying to like look on TikTok to see if there's anything cool in Pittsburgh to like. But um, cool. yeah, I'm just riding, man. Got put her on a get her a Moto America seat. Right, <laughs> right. No, she she she's no doubt. I, I told her I was I was like, yo, even even for the average person, Moto America is a really fun and intimate event, and you can literally do a lot. But it's literally like it's, a carnival at, at Ridge. I was at the Ridge. There's like there's like there was like the big wheel and there was like the slingshot. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's I cool. Like dope. Yeah, dude, yes, 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 yes. Hey, Jules, I, I got a great idea for your girl, man. You need to we'll talk to Chris Ulrich, man, and get her a two up ride on the oh, yeah? Bike. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, she she, she she she's gonna crap her pants, bro. Like she hasn't even in the she hasn't she hasn't even gotten a chance to be on uh, on the back of my bike yet, obviously because it's down. But but I I I want to warm her up just going up and down the street first, <laughs> and then we'll take her straight to the mountains. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, dude, it, it, it's definitely something I I am looking forward to uh, watching another Junior Cup race, man. And I hate that I have to wait so long to watch one. It yeah, is literally, and I've said it numerous favorite. times. It's, it's literally my like one month from now. It's one month from now, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's one month it's from my now. Favorite so, division. so you, obviously you're going to be training uh, between now and then, so you're just going to be riding your, your KTM RC390 at various cart tracks? or. Well, right now I can't because uh, we're, we have to rebuild the engine. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, we have to like take it apart. So we didn't do it at, a, at Road America. They didn't take my engine apart there. At least that you can take it apart at other rounds because there's a still sticker on it, you know, like right. that seal. The and seal, right? They'll know it if you took it apart if it breaks. So they're gonna break. So the team's gonna bring it to Laguna, and they're gonna rebuild it. And maybe, maybe I can get like a test at a go kart track here before. So other than that, you just don't have any other bike to ride. You just run and. Well, I have. I just got my uh, my uh, Ovali GP zero or my GP two from a uh, from a uh, Ovali USA. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks to thanks to Brandon and Nathan from uh from Forza GP and, and Rise Moto, uh for for helping me get that bike. I mean, I love the Ovi so much. I've I've been riding it for like seven since like 2018 now. I mean, it's just it's just such a good training bike. You know, it's just like it's like a Moto Moto three bike if you like shrunk it a little bit. You know? Right. Yeah, I've always wanted to ride one. Uh, me too. I've never ridden one, man. And you know what? I, I I was in the market. I was gonna buy one, man, but I didn't realize they're like six grand. Dude, it's so expensive. I was like six thousand dollars. Holy shit! Yo, I mean, yo, but it's if, a lot of bike. I mean, Rossi, really if you get like a, if you get like a one ninety at a at a go kart track, it's only like if you're at top level pace, it's only like three seconds slower than a four fifty. And that's it's flying. Yeah, that's hey, flying. Man, if, if 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 you got that ambassador discount, bro, let me let me know. Discount. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll with you. No, but, I, I, it's cool. 
<laughs> but but yeah, I, I've I've always wanted. I, I've seen PJ Jacobson ride one of those. I was just like, oh, they look like so much fun. I want to get on one so bad. Mm-hmm. Alex Renz was on one recently, yeah. or not recently. Oh, but most like, of the most of the MotoGP riders uh, have an Ovale. You know, it's because it's, it's just a good training bike. You know, it's, it gives you gets you that, that GP feeling. You know, but then again, I'm big as hell, so I don't know if I. You know, you know, Chaz Davis. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. was. He rode the Ovale, isn't he? Like I'm bigger than him. Yeah, he's tall. No, well, he's tall. Chaz is tall. He's like six two, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's oh, never mind. Tall, I'm wider than him. <laughs> he said, "I'm wider than him." <laughs> I'm wider. Than him. <laughs> I know that's what you. I'm wider. Yeah, wider. That's awesome. No. If 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 anybody watching this has has one of those mini bikes in Jersey, please give me a fifteen minute ride on one. <laughs> I might bring mine because uh, it might fit in the trailer, and I I, might, I don't know if like, there's gonna be a break in between uh, Brainerd and Pittsburgh. I might bring my Ovale. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. It'd be a lot of fun to ride. If, if someone wants to give me a ten minute ride on one of those, like a, like would... a rental, like a rental cart, like <laughs> ten minute yeah. practice. Yeah, just 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 ten minutes. I promise I won't crash it. I don't even think I can. I, th- I think the moment I lean, my knee will freaking just rip the ground. I don't know. Like like it's like on this bike, most people like you know you put your knee down first. No, you're gonna put your elbow down. Elbow first. down. Yeah, because your knee's gonna be tucked up against yeah. the tank to get that ground clearance. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I, I feel I feel like my knee would just touch the ground anyway, even if I was turning, and I don't mean to. It's just gonna do it. Well, you'll be surprised. There's more room than you think on the new GP2. There's like, like very like big like grown men like can ride it. Like I'm yeah. talking like six two six three can like ride it like easily because they had the GP0, and I was like slightly starting to outgrow it at that point. And then now they brought this GP2 and it's got the 12 inch wheels and stuff, and it's just like it's 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 much better now. You got a lot of room and stuff. I and mean, I was riding at the go kart track that's that's over here. And I swear, I I felt like I was top rack because there's like a there's like a good braking zone, and my rear came up at least like like a foot or more. You know, there, my dad was like, "Dude, did you look at your foot? It was like it was like up here." Come to Florida, yo! I'll I'll come to Florida, man. So if anybody wants to give me a five minute ride on one, I will shorten my time if I could just get a couple laps. I've never done a track day. I mean, I do go-karts, but I've never done a track day, so please. Yeah, we need to get you on the track there, Jules. Yeah, we're, man. We're, but anyway, boys, I, I I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta return this freaking rental car. It's at 2.30. And we're definitely past 2.30. At least over here. Um, But yeah, man, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to cut you guys short unless Chris has something to say. Or... Listen, it's it, it it's an honor to have you on, Rossi. And and I, I told you this before. Uh, everything Fine. that uh, you you achieve to desire in your career, I'm gonna be behind you 100 percent and support you fully. And I hope you get that eight times. And I want to say thanks to your dad, Steve, again for for making this happen. I want to thank everybody that that supports the podcast and watches and chimes in. And uh, yeah, so why don't you tell everybody the only American Northern Cup talent champion that that we have bravo congratulations that's so mm-hmm. tell everybody how they can follow you how they can watch you how they can get in touch with you and all that good stuff so I have, uh, trying to plug myself so i have i have a on instagram you guys can follow me at the samurai 92 and then on facebook you guys can just follow me at, at rossi Moore, and then on tiktok i have a rossi Moore official but i just want to uh, thank uh chris and, and jules you know for having me on it's been an amazing podcast 
I, I really am honored to be on here too. And thanks to dad also for kind of setting this up. You know, it's just, it's a, been a good talk. So thank you. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, man. Hey, I can't wait thank to you. have this conversation again. Cause we'll definitely have you back on hundred percent. I, I just followed you too. So oh, uh, I, yeah, I found you on Instagram. I was like, Oh shoot. I, I just followed you. Um, All right, I, got, I got the notification. Yeah. And I also want to thank thank my manager, Stefan Favaro, and, and my team, and, and all Dainese and AGV and everybody, and Gray Area yeah. KTM and Paxson and Don Gray and everybody. Shoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for, uh, for for getting this man on the podcast. It was definitely fun, and I, I have I have a lot of fun just talking to the to the young and upcoming uh, up and coming talent, future megastars. Yeah. Future the champion, champ- and the, the champion nonetheless, man. So I mean, shoot. Ho- hopefully you can. You can pull that off in America too, man. You're a champ over there. You're a champ over here. So let's let's get. I mean, you're, you'll always be a champ over here, but you know. Yeah, thank you. An actual, like you know, you know what I mean. But anyway, thank you guys so much. Thank you to everybody that represents Rossi Moore for getting them on this podcast. Thank you to your dad again. Uh, everything what Chris says. Uh, thank you to Chris, the show, the whole effing show, Simcoe for reaching out to you and, and making this happen. Uh, this this has been this has been great and and you know you're always you're always welcome to come back man whenever you want it, it, we we don't have to talk about you we could just talk about you know what what's been going on in the racing world we're we're always happy to have people on especially in the off season you know what I mean oh, yeah. um and, and and thank you for to ride to death and everybody else that contributes in in the in our little comment section uh, because of what we use in Streamyard we're able to put your comments up here. So you're, you're not slick if you say something fresh. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's coming up on the screen. We'll, we'll, we'll expose your ass. But anyway, for everybody else watching, thank you again so much for uh, um, tuning in and watching our podcast, listening to our podcast. We're on Spotify now. We're, we're, we're on our iHeartRadio. Podbean is taking us everywhere, including the moon. Take that, Jeff Bezos, because we're doing this well. You can listen to our podcast 12,000 feet below the Earth's surface near the Titanic. I'm pretty sure they were listening to Pin the Gas podcast, but not that kid. That's messed up. But anywho, you guys know the deal. Subscribe, like, pay attention to us, listen to us, spread the word, spread the vibes. Cool jewels, Chris the whole effing show, Simcoe, and Ray Gun, Rossi Moore. See you guys at the next episode. Peace. See you guys.